The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. 
Hey, hey, happy uh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? <laughs> we're, we're off a day. Uh, my name is Lee. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a totally kick-ass show for you today. And if you're watching right now, you know why you're here. Uh, so we're not going to delay any further, but with us as always, Benjamin, how's it going, bud? What's happening? What's happening, everybody? So uh, yeah, like Leo said, we get an amazing show tonight. I just want to point out one thing. <clears throat> we've had a ton of shows over three years from all different types of industries, but this is the first time that we've actually had a guest that's been in every one of those industries. So that's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Next. Yeah. Next. Jeffrey. Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday and it's an hour early. So I'm really fuck fucked up here. <laughs> yeah, you, you can have your chicken early this week. Chicken? Yeah, chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so uh, we got a kick-ass show. I don't want to delay this anymore. Um, everybody knows who this guy is. Let's welcome Mr. Tommy Sean. Hey. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Is my mic on? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah good. On. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. We can, can hear you. Can hear you. Uh, matter of fact, today is our first show. We're streaming live on Dead Dork Radio. That's going on right now. Oh, welcome, Dead yeah. Dork. Uh, so, ton of people in the comments i'm going to try to get to uh the comments as, as best as i can but definitely a lot of love coming for you tommy uh so uh yeah. well then that's good that's what we wanted we wanted a lot of love to come from yeah. Tommy. love love's nice you know works. outside works. of anything else we want nothing else to come for tommy folks just love <laughs> <laughs> he's already dealt with all that in his life folks that's right no more time, no more bullshit. Go ahead, yeah, Jeffrey. So, uh, I know you're itching. No, no, no. I just want to say, you know, everybody knows you for uh, obviously Up in Smoke and and you know the uh, the movies that really really put you on the map. But I think tonight, uh, you know, we're going to touch on that a little bit. But there's a lot of other stuff that we're going to hit you with too. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean. Um, you gonna you gonna go for it? you letting me go? Well, you know, I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. I want to know what B stands for in the Middle Eastern name. Which one? The B. Oh, uh, you know, my my full full name, Thomas B. Kim Chong. Yes. What's the B stand for? You know, it it was Chinese, and I'm guessing uh, it was a Chinese uncle that that tacked it in there. He also gave me my Chinese name. He wrote it on. Uh, on the birth certificate, I think the B. Now I'm I'm guessing because uh, uh, you know it wasn't a, a, <laughs> talked about at all in the family. You know, I was the second uh, child, <clears throat> and so I was like in the middle. You know, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I was like an only child. Uh, so you were the B kid. Yeah, and B I think stands for Bing. B-I-N-G. But my mother didn't want me to be teased, you know, at school or anything. So she, instead of Bing, that would have caused a lot of mess. Uh, so she just put a B period. And my wife now, my present wife, Shelby, uh, when I first met her, she was the first one, first girl I ever met that Loved my middle name. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use the B as um for Bong Thomas Bong Chong. That's what I'm oh, gonna. Oh go Bong, with. okay, that works. 
That's what I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to use. I like that. Yeah. Thomas Bong Chong. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bong Chong. It, sounds, it sounds Chinese to me. I it is know. Chinese. Well, the Bong is a Chinese word for water pipe. Right. Right. Yeah. That's all. Look at that. Even my wife's joining us from work. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> so you know this is a good show when that happens. So yeah, I'm gonna, when your wife pays attention, right? Yeah. I'm going to twist that and take the beat and, <laughs> and spin this all the way back to the early, early days. You started playing guitar. Um, you were in bands. I want to know a little bit about too much monkey business in um, something called blue balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Too Much Monkey Business is a, a song that we recorded because we won a contest at a teen fair in, uh, that had to be Vancouver. It was in yep. Vancouver. Yep. And, uh, we won, uh, we won the battle of the bands and the, the, the prize was, um, a recording contract with RCA Victor uh, Studios. Only trouble is uh, they never had a studio uh, in uh, Vancouver. And so the promoter of the uh, team fair, who was paying off the prize, uh, found a radio station where we could record if we stayed in the, in the, in the hallway. We could... <laughs> we could <laughs> We put the mics in the hallway, and then we'll record this there. And that was our studio. And Tommy sang the song, Too Much Monkey Business, but it was written by Chuck Berry. Now, the other side was a, a thing called Junior's Jerk. Yep. But but I, I and and I wrote that one, and, and I played. That was, well, we never knew we had to have a B-side. <laughs> we just had an A side, and then they said, "Well, we we need a B side." So I I made it up on the spot. You know, it was a song that I'd been playing at dances when it was instrumental time, but that was uh, that was back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, you know, that was the first part of the question. The second part was, I want to know more about blue balls. Well, blue balls is a is a term that we used to get now i i'm i'm it was it was time when i was at that age where we learned a lot of sayings but we had no experience with the sayings <laughs> what they said you know but apparently it was a condition that men get or boys get when <laughs> they're aroused and they got no release <laughs> and so they turn blue. <laughs> okay. Did that answer your question, Ben? Yeah, but I was referring to the theater that was the the oh, Almer at one time that he called Blue Balls. But I like his rendition better, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Well, you know, we 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 sell uh, or someone does sells a license plate from the. Uh, from the movie, you know, Up in Smoke movie. Yeah. And, and the license plate reads Muff Diver. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's the biggest seller and we have to autograph them. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm positive that not too many people really know what Muff Diver means. <laughs> oh, I think you'd be surprised. But in today's world, there's not a lot of muff. 
<laughs> right? No, no. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, that's the last I heard. You see how fast the show was derailed, right? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was me that oh, derailed yeah. it this time, not Jeff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to give a, a shout out real quick uh, to uh, our guest from uh, last night uh, who knows you, Tommy. Uh, actually, you and him uh, worked together uh, when you first started out. Uh, it was uh, Murray Langston, the unknown oh. comic. Uh, <laughs> Murray? Is yeah, he still uh, alive? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said uh, uh, you, uh, him, and Cheech worked at Canopos. Yep. We and sure then did. After, after that, you worked with, uh, you left there to go to Red Fox's place? Well, we actually started in Red Fox's club. And then we, uh, then we ended up at Canopo's and, uh, and uh, you know, all the places that were in the Troubadour. And then finally, you know, we got discovered. But yeah, Murray was part of the gang. There was like a, her, a, a tribe of comedians going from club to club and venue to venue and uh, you know just anything to get on stage and that was us murray was part of the gang it was a nice gang it was a cool they're all cool people very cool doing nothing but going out to make people laugh right. yeah 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 and trying to get that stage time trying to you know you performing anywhere any time for anybody anybody you know a lot of fun well, he wanted to say hi and send his love. Good. Well, I'm glad he's still alive. And he's a very funny guy. Yes, and, yes, uh, he is. Yeah, very funny. Very funny. So, uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. You want to go? You sure? No, go ahead. Yeah, I was go just going to bring it up a little bit. That's all. Go ahead. You sure? Yep. Am I stepping on your toes? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so keeping with the music part of things, just real quick, you co-wrote and performed on a lot of the Cheech and Chong albums, and you actually were nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. Yeah. How was, how, how did, how was that? How was that type of a feeling? It was beautiful. I mean, but it wasn't, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're the jack of all trades, and we've been trying them all until we found one that worked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that was Cheech and I, you know, because between the two of us, we had been done many, 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 many jobs, you know. And so when we finally found one that that you know paid off, it was it was really sweet because we knew the th Three Dog Night. You remember that band? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Three Dog Night. Well, the drummer happened to be my. Uh, first wife's brother made him my brother-in-law and i actually gave him his first job as a drummer in in, in one of my the house band uh, at the clubs that we had and uh, and floyd floyd sneed is his name and he was one of the founding original members of the three dog night and uh, he's and he's the only one that's still around of the old gang wow. you know so so big, big shout out to floyd wow that that's actually awesome. Ties things right up. Yeah, go it ahead, goes Jeff. full circle. I mean, I grew up listening to Three Dog Night, listening mm -hmm. to you guys, and all this kind of stuff. You know, uh, but yeah, nominated for six uh, Grammys actually. Yep, in total, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah. You nominated for six, winner of one. Uh, that was in '74, right? What album was that for? Uh, I think. 
uh, either Los Cochinos or I forget. Yeah, I forget. Los Cochinos. Yeah, it was Los Cochinos. I think it was Los Cochinos. Two dirty guys. That was a quiz you passed. Yeah, it was a quiz you passed. It's really him, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, that was uh, quite a while ago, man. I'll tell you the 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 most fun we had because of my connection with the Three Dog Night. uh, When we came down to Hollywood. We contacted, you know, Floyd and everybody, and we went to a couple of their re, uh, recording sessions and uh, got to know uh, the management, Three Dog Night management. And so they wanted to manage us. They were like our first managers, but they were a music gang, you know, and uh, they had no idea of the comedy. So they they were it was like management in name only. Like if we needed to drop a name, they, that was they were there, and then. Uh, Cheech and I would go from uh, gig to gig on our uh, little scooter. And so I, I thought, you know, I'm going to ask the management to help me buy a car so we can, you know, take our, take the job a little more serious. And uh, Three Dog Night, instead of giving me $500 for a car, which I asked for, they handed me the contract and said, see you later. <laughs> and we said, okay. So it was a nice, clean split. And uh, and then the next time we saw them was in the elevator at the Grammy at the uh, Schreiner Auditorium where they were handing out Grammys. And we had been nominated for our first Grammy along with the Three Dog Night. They were nominated for a Grammy too. And so we met our ex-managers in the elevator going up to see who won the Grammy. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So you're a writer, you're a producer, you're a director, you're a voice actor, you're a comedian. Uh, what the guitar fuck player, else do you do? Guitar, guitar player, player, musician, uh, yeah. canvas advocate. Hell of a good husband. Oh, one of the best husbands on the planet. Right on. Yep, yep, I am. <laughs> See, my deafness helps in a marriage. (laughs) (laughs) And and my fading eyesight. And my fading eyesight, too. My fading eyesight. (laughs) It it all helps in a marriage, boy. Because all you have to do is just, you know, say yes, dear. That's the only (laughs) phrase that you really need to know. Yes, dear. How long have you been married? How long you been married? We've been together legally in the, probably around 40, 40 years legally. We've been together for maybe 50 some 50 plus years. You know? oh, okay. so I, I met her when she time? was, I, I literally met her and she was in high school and I was a married man living next door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my career would be over if that happened now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we were just friends. We were just friends, and <laughs> and she liked the band, and uh, and uh, and she was actually uh, quite a loyal fan. And, Your and, first and we, movie? We, we're just friends. We're just friends. Uh, but um, we took acid together one night. And, and that was it. And we've been together ever since. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. 
and still live in the dream. Oh, and 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 she she actually made me uh, kind of help me with with my spirituality, you know, mm-hmm. because when I met her, you know, <laughs> my prayers really were answered, and uh, and over the years I I come to realize that God really likes me. <laughs> he, he, he thinks I'm the best, man. I thought it might have been because she screams, oh, God, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that, too. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. It's a different kind of God when you get older, you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little more age appropriate. You know? <laughs> so uh, we, we got a ton of questions or a uh, ton of comments, but uh, this question came in uh, from Jeremy Courtney asking, are you still on THC or are you strictly CBD now? Big fan of your work, Tommy. I don't have any kind of, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Regiment? No, willpower to really know or care what I'm doing. Uh, I just have, uh, I mean, the TH, I just found out about the difference between THC and CBD just lately, you know, when I started making a lot of money selling CBDs, you know, and uh, to me, weed is just weed, you know, just smoke it and get high. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I've been learning all the, all the good things about it, all the good medicine you know, and how it helps everything. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I lucked into the right things. Like I said, God really likes me. I you would know, say so, yeah. Weed, weed is really our connection to God. In the Bible, it said, you know, Moses talked to the burning bush. And obviously, the burning bush was the cannabis plant, you know. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> How else would you get a Jew to lead a whole bunch of people into the desert? <laughs> that have to that has to be some good dope, boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's probably what they were looking for. What that plant looked like, Moses? Come on. It's gonna it be in. over there in one of those mirages. We'll find oh, it. Oh man. No, the weed, the weed yeah. connects everything and right. Uh, you know, and, and, and woof. I mean, everything, you know, uh, and it really makes you everything. forget shit, too. <laughs> 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 the other day, I was, I, luckily, I wasn't driving, but I really I almost panicked, but Shelby was driving. I couldn't figure out where we were going. <laughs> You know, and I kind of remembered, oh, we were going home. <laughs> and I'm not drunk. You know, I don't drink. Right. Uh, but I do. I do smoke, you know. Oh, yeah. A, fa- a fair amount. You know. A fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he put it. A fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when you don't have a supply problem, you know, then That's it's... True. Uh, then it's like uh, self uh, <laughs> self discipline. That's no, what we're looking for. Now, are yeah. you uh, do you uh, do edibles at all? 
Or are you strictly? Yeah, talking? sometimes, sometimes on purpose too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many how many uh, weekends I sort of stayed in bed <laughs> from <laughs> from saying uh, I don't think I I, I took enough. <laughs> I don't feel anything. It's only been I, better, 10 I better eat this other half. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? And then, oh, it's Tuesday already? <laughs> wow. But the great thing about, about a weed hangover is it, it's you're thirsty and hungry, I, I find. You know, that's about yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not not like a booze hangover. Booze is like almost <laughs> medical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you almost want to throw up to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those drinking days? <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Remember those days? Where, uh, throw up, you'll feel better. Oh, you're right. Oh, shit. I got it all over me. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of smoking, uh, so I read three years ago on your bucket list, uh, you've smoked with all the Beatles except for Paul. Yep. Within those three years, has that happened? No. Although he knows about it. Okay. Uh, we've had a mutual friend, uh, a guy that did a couple of movies with him, a <clears throat> director, and he... Uh, he told Paul last time he saw Paul that uh, you know that I'm on his, that he's on my bucket list and Paul said oh, anytime mate you know yeah, we can do it yeah Paul and Paul's really the only bona fide uh, ordained pothead of the group I mean he'd been busted you know? <laughs> right right he's been busted yeah now, I think he, he was the only one. I don't think George Ringo or uh, what's the name? Paul. No, John. Yeah, John. John. I yeah. came very close to smoking with John, but he was having immigration problems and he didn't want to get high at that time. Right. Yeah, that was nice. And Ringo, I don't think Ringo ever did smoke pot. I think he was just a, a boozer, you know. Uh, Billy's asking, how was your experience on The Masked Singer? <laughs> mixed. It was very mixed. <laughs> I mean, I don't like wearing a mask <laughs> at the best of times, you know. Uh, and, and a full hood and a mask and all that shit, you know. And, and the thing is, the, what is it? it's like a celebrity show. But you're in a mask, so no one knows who you are. <laughs> and so I felt like Hannibal Lecter, you know, because I was hearing shit. you had to be hidden when you drive drive to the show, and no one can see you. And you they oh, wow. wheel you in the back entrance. Okay, dog, shut up. What are you doing? <laughs> Where are you parking? What, do you have a bad dream or something? Where do you go? Oh, he's, he's gone. Oh, I, I, someone must be home. <laughs> oh, I guess it's Paris, my son. Oh, yeah. cool. Were we were we talking about anything significant? 
Not really. <laughs> you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> you were talking yeah, about right? how it was being on the mass singer. Yeah. Oh, the mass singer. Yeah. Uh, I, I I liked it when they discovered me, you know, okay, I'm mask. Oh, thank God. You know. It was a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> I had to learn how to sing, you know. Uh, you couldn't was, smoke under the mask either. What's that? I said you couldn't smoke under the mask either. So no, no, anywhere. You know, See, the whole they didn't know. They didn't want anybody to know who I was, and, and so I had to be. You know. That's when the edibles kicked in. I wish. No, I, you, you don't want to do shit <laughs> because you know you don't want to screw up. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, a whole show like that, you know, by being, you know, too stoned. So I never, no, I never, I don't get stoned when I work. You know. But wow. after work. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't smoke when I work either. Neither does Ben. Nope. Not with power tools. Well, nope. what do you do? Oh, power tools? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a woodworker by trade. Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many yeah. fingers? You got all your fingers? Oh, you got them all? Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. There's a couple yeah, that are fucked And up. I still have all mine. You must be, be skilled. Oh, you're both woodworkers. Uh, Jeff's a high-end furniture builder now, but he actually trained wow. me in the con con construction industry for about 20 years. Wow. So, I, I dabble, you know, but yeah. I, I, I'm just enough to know when to quit before I hurt myself, you know? Well, I think every guy's <laughs> dabbled with wood. Yeah, yeah, I I love it now. I got a whole mess of uh, bamboo pipes that I made, and you know, I've, I I I yeah, I like wood woodwork too. But I like to carve stuff I can smoke out of, you know. Then I feel like I've done good for humanity, you know. Right. <laughs> nice. Wow, furniture. Right. Okay, I got a question for you, woodworkers. I got some fresh cut, well, it's a couple of years now, maple from a huge tree. And, uh, you know, I want to do some sculpturing with it. But it, it got infected with some kind of bug that's eating or some tiny little microscopic bug that's eating it around, like around the edges. What, what kind of bug is it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. A wood bug? Yeah, like yeah. A, a turn termite, you mean? I no, think no. Well, there's all kinds of little bugs that'll get into it. You know, uh, little tiny spiders too. Yeah, and spiders how do you, how do you get rid? How do you? Any save... kind of a bug spray will just kill it. Oh, I was gonna say, spray. Yeah, don't oh, smoke weed. Don't smoke weed near the wood. Just don't smoke the weed near the wood, and they won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I found there there are bugs that like weed. Right. Oh, there's a lot of bugs that like weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I call one, I call them my children. Sure. I was gonna say I call them my children. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, hey, Leo. Why don't yes. we take our break, and then we will come back and hit this gentleman with some more crap. Okay, we got a couple questions that came in as well. So uh, hit, the, hit the questions real fast because I think you're still downloading something. I, I am, I am, okay. I am. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I'm going to mix a little uh, one of the questions that I researched along with this. Uh, Pops is asking, 
Uh, what was it like catching a network sitcom role on the 70s show? And also, I'm going to add, uh, Deborah, which played Kitty, uh, it sounds like in the beginning you thought she didn't really care for you, but she did something very touching at the end. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Now, the first question was... Uh, what was it like uh, catching a sitcom role on that 70s show? Oh, it was incredible. It was one of the nicest things that could happen to me at that time. Uh, the, my only, I, I had one thing, you know, I, I would do television, but it had to be, you know, the up and smoke character as close to it as you could get. And, uh, and the 70s show came along. It was like, no problem. We got you, dude. It was a lot of fun. And Kitty, well, when I, when I joined the show, it was, I was like a guest. I was supposed to be like a, the, the guest, uh, they called me the stunt celebrity uh, yeah you know just to get i was supposed to be a guest and then i became a regular and uh but in the beginning uh kitty kitty was a little <laughs> little scared of the character you know she she wasn't sure you know actresses especially of kitty's uh, caliber can be very sensitive you know mm -hmm. super sensitive right and uh but but in the end, we slowly developed this beautiful mutual admiration thing. And, and when we were doing the rap show, uh, she, she was, my character was called Leo. But but instead of saying Leo, we're real, I'm really going to miss you. She said, Tommy, I'm really going to miss you. And it was uh, very touching. And I think they left it in in the in the, the cut because we were filming all this at the at the time. It was very touching, but yeah, uh, that seventy show was. It was it, I, I treated it like a school because I had such a small part. I had a lot of downtime, so I would sit in the audience like I was at school and watch how the director directed and how the the cameraman and how the grips and how the writers and i got such great respect for writers mm -hmm. you know you, writers usually get no respect but I, i'm telling you i got so much respect for the writers because i realized watching i did four years of that show and i never ad-libbed one line. i i ad-libbed a word one time one word Wow. But in the four, almost five years, every line I said on that show was from the writers. It wasn't from me. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Rare, yeah. actually. Most people ad-lib something. Right? Yeah, well, you know, writing for actors is very tricky. You know, you're a tailor. You have to you know deal with the actor and uh, actors are you know we're a, we're a, a very weird bunch because of the nature of what we do right you know that's why a lot, uh, you get a lot of surprises because you know you identify with people in their character so much so that in real life you think that's who you're talking to and 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 guys that you know there's I won't name any names, but you know, <laughs> their whole existence really depends upon writers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. 
and their ability to act. You know? So, so it's wow. a nice, it's a nice thing to know. Well, Ben, neither of neither of which we have. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you do have though. Commercials, and uh, so we're going to take a quick break. I want to remind everybody definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Still, plenty of show left, so stay tuned. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you know, uh, here's some commercials. Here we go. Betty White here is the last commercial that she did. Thank you for supporting Actors and Others for Animals. 
We started a long, long time ago. So when you find an organization like Actors and Others for Animals, it sort of unites all of those of us who want to pay back something for all the joy we get out of animals. Please keep up the good work. Believe me, it's deeply appreciated. Thank you for sending through all those, and uh, we're back to the show. All right, gentlemen. We put oh, you to yeah. sleep, Tommy? <laughs> What's that? Did we put you to sleep? Uh, no, not, not totally. <laughs> in a trance. You put me in a trance state. See that that was that was the commercial break so that you could roll a joint. <laughs> oh, I got them all rolled, man. I've been, I, I'm all ready. I, 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 I could. This could be my safe room, you know, my safe house. Yep. I, I could be under here for at least. Well, I need water. That's all. No, I got water. I, I I'm good for a, a couple of days anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you know, I read that uh, when you were up in British Columbia, you saw a UFO. Is that? Oh, yeah, I did. <clears throat> it hovered for, for three nights. Oh, wow. Three nights. Did it take you or, or just was it dropping you off? No. You know, people don't realize that UFOs are only drones. You see, they're not, they don't need to take anybody. They're not humans flying a UFO. In fact, humans can only take up more room and be more useless than, than, than anything. The only thing more useless than humans in space is toilet paper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you think about it, these UFOs, yeah, they're there, but they're drones. You know? So you're not going to find any skeletons of a, of a UFO crashes. <laughs> you know? You're going to find electronics. That's all you're going to find. Made in, if, if made in Japan. But it's not going to happen because drones will, you know, self-destruct. Or, or, you know, us humans, we're, <laughs> we're limited as to what we can see and what we can really understand, you know. And so so the UFO I saw, it was light. I, I definitely saw it. It was a, it was a light, just one ball of light and then it came down and it just stayed there and then then the next day it was gone it, was, it disappeared next next night it was gone now but i've been uh, laying on my roof in calgary uh, i i found out that uh, you know calgary has the clearest skies almost in north america oh, and wow. so in the winter time if it's clear uh you know no no clouds in in the winter It'd be so clear. I mean, you could almost, you can touch the, their comets, all kinds of things going on in the, in the heavens. Well, when I, I'd lay on the roof and, and watch it, uh, you know, and this is before weed or before any kind of psychedelic or anything, just me being naturally curious. Right. And I'd be laying up there. And a couple of nights I saw, uh, a formation of, of a fleet of some kind of air. I guess they were satellites. Oh, was uh, it a line of them? Uh, yeah, no, they were in formation. They were like uh, 
about eight of them or, or yeah. maybe 10 and flying in formation. Yeah. And, yeah, and they just went across the sky. And then I realized it, it would be much like watching uh, uh, satellites uh, in, in, in the sky. So whatever it was, it was caught in our orbit. And uh, yeah, yeah that's, and, and uh, that was back. That, that had to be in about 54, 55 around there. Wow. Okay. Wow. So they weren't chain satellites. Wait, Leo is like, I think he's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. (laughs) Back in 54, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because recently there's the uh, uh, Elon Musk satellites for that that internet, but that's only within like the last year or two. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see it and it moves and it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, The heavens. Oh, the, 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 what, what I used to see in, in uh, Calgary, oh, because we had no uh, surface light, you know, the, it was a small town then, and, uh, but the heavens were, oh, it was incredible, it's comets and meteorites, and the showers, and, and then you could see all sorts of things at, in the middle of the night, and, and one time I was coming home from Sunday school. And they were just talking about oh, God. God is everywhere. God is there. And so I, I was saying, we're, okay, to myself, you know, okay, God, where are you? Are you here looking around? And that's when I felt myself looking up into the heavens. And that's when I saw, like I, what, I, what I said I saw. And it, was, it was quite uh, a moment for me. That's awesome. Very cool. I, I saw one myself uh, back in the 90s, and it was just scared the crap out of me, but it's just something you'll never forget, you know? How close, yeah, how close did you see? Uh, it had to be a couple hundred feet. Uh, I, I Yeah, I grew up on a small farm, and uh, I woke up one night and just heard this, like, humming noise. And I looked, and it was hovering over uh, my brother's house. And... Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, just the next house over and just, you know, up in the air, just stayed there perfectly still. And just, you know, I, I was afraid, like, if I looked at it, you know, maybe they'd know I was looking at them, you know. And... <laughs> you didn't want to look at them. Yeah, I, I, I just like, oh, shit, is that really there? Oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, I can see Leo oh. now. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm, I was trying, gonna, I'm trying to keep and I'm like, <laughs> oh, he had the blanket funny. over his head with one eye out. <laughs> That's funny. Did you tell anybody? Uh, Only told a couple people. Now a lot of people know, but yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow. But at the time, at the time. No, 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 no. I I, I kept it to myself because, you know, it's. What would your parents have said? Uh, My dad probably would have said I was full of shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You've been dipping in that that home brew. I told you not to eat those mushrooms in the field. Actually, yeah. actually my, my grandfather used to, uh, he was a moonshiner. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, could... that explains how, how'd it. I know? Everybody was back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, alcohol played a huge part in, in America. You know, you know that the Johnny Appleseed? Remember yeah. that legend of Johnny Appleseed? He went around and, you know, gave everybody apples. That was so everybody could make apple cider yep. because no one trusted water because they came from Europe and the water in Europe was would kill you. 
you know, parts of it, you know, especially the cities and that. So they, they had that myth that, you know, the water was, was tainted somehow. And so everybody had to grow apple cider. And that's why Johnny Appleseed was so popular. Oh, wow. Alcohol. <laughs> alcohol, he says. <laughs> so, uh, I had a question for you. You did some uh, voice acting too. Did you enjoy that? The voice? Yeah. Oh, the voice oh yeah, yeah. That's fun, man. That's a lot of fun. It's good. Uh, you know, the better, the more you do it, the better you get at it. You know. But it's so. It, oh no, the the whole industry. It's just such a joy to be in it. I mean, that doesn't matter what you're doing. Not, yeah, you're you're part of this creation. You know, you're this whole creative world is so beautiful because you you're you're stockpiling dreams and you know right. entertainment. It's such a good such a good life. I can't believe it. See? And then it wow. goes quiet. Really? And it goes quiet. I, I'm, I, yeah. I got a bunch of questions. Oh, if you want me to... Go ahead. I'm enjoying you. <laughs> I'm just uh, enjoying it. Go ahead. Well, I, yeah. Just to get this dork question out of the way, uh, I, heard, I knew I knew you had one of those. That's why I, I just I, I only have one. I only have one because I just. But it's a that's twenty. A, but it's a that, twenty-seven that, that's part. That's an annoying <laughs> dork move. <laughs> I only have one, and then you won't tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I heard you were a big fan of the Joker movie. Big fan. Huge fan. That was the best performance. Story. Everything was perfect. Perfect. And it was pure comic book. It actually showed the power of the comic book. You know, because the comic book had immense power. Still has. But because we're in a different, well, what we're seeing right now is like television comic, you know, because that's what, that's what uh, they did back then. But what the Joker did as a comic book, they went inside, so, so deep inside that you got this guy that was a killer as a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like everybody was rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so crazy, but that's the power of comics because no matter what you said, you looked at the art. It's all you saw. It's all, that's what I see. If you're an artist, that's all you see. It's, it's like you're on heroin, you know, only art, art is the drug, you know? And so when you get bombarded with an artistic show like that, and then the acting, I mean the the Joker himself, and and the way that's what I loved. I always loved about comic books because they they took the obvious and they just they they make you see all angles of 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 the situation, the beautiful angle, the the the, the horror, horrific angle, all of that, all of that. And in 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 one in one movie, his dance. Oh, oh yeah. I was, I was. Of course, I was medicated up the yin yang, but <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. 
Well, it's certainly one movie that you know you you definitely you know watch multiple <laughs> times and and you miss certain things like you know uh like part of the movie like what's reality and what's not because it gives some subtle clues but with that being said and talking about comics uh what are some of your favorite stories uh that that uh you've read uh, what what stories you mean oh, uh like comics you know uh growing up you know uh uh were they, like were you a batman oh kid? oh were oh, you... oh no growing up i uh became very uh, audio you know music radio and uh i i got all my information there reading was tough uh, for me because in the beginning we never had electricity we had uh, the coleman lamps and uh, you know it wasn't a good reading light and, <laughs> and we never had the books either or or or, or the ability you know my dad was Chinese. He had a grade twelve education, but he 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 said maybe about six or seven words my entire life. You know, uh, it felt like it. You know, he he was very man of few words, very Chinese. My mother, part native, as I found out, but the part they hid, they hid all my life. It was funny. It was okay to be married to a Chinaman, but you couldn't tell anybody you're a native. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> Yeah. Well, now, what was the question? I forgot. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I was asking about comics, but uh, other than Joker, you know, with all the new stuff that's out, is there anything that you're really drawn towards? Uh, you know, like, are you watching the Marvel stuff, the DC stuff? Oh, well, yeah, you know, if I have to, you know, uh, I don't go out of my way. I go out of my way to see documentaries. Yeah. Uh, I, I love documentaries and I love travel shows. Rich oh, no. Seed's travel show, man, it's fascinating. I love it. I love it. I, he showed a church that their art was all human bones. <laughs> it's wow. in Czechoslovakia, and and they did all the the what do you call the uh, hanging sculptures, you know, with with human human bones, the skulls, wow. uh, oh, and wow. there's they're one proud they. Had, this one has every human bone in the human body, you know. And I've got to see that. It's a church, <laughs> so wow. I definitely got to see that. I don't know if I want. But to I, but as uh, but <laughs> when I was a, when I was a kid, my, literature was my favorite subject. But that, you, when we were taught, it was like literature. Those times that you you read or they read to you, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it was Canadian a Canadian school, and they they were supposed to teach you French, but we had an English speaking, uh, uh, the principal who never spoke French, teaching us French. So you, you can imagine, uh, we were limited, but How would that work? in the fifties, in the fifties in Calgary, it was during the Hungarian revolution. And so we got all the, a lot of the refugees. They were called DPs, displaced people, displaced persons. And so we got, Calgary got a ton. We all got, all, all, all in Canada. Canada was open the borders for them. And I think the states did too, to some degree. But Canada really did. And so next thing you know, we had a championship soccer team <laughs> in, our, in our school. Because <laughs> these guys, they had to start school earlier, you know. 
because they had to get their English together. And so we had the huge guys, you know, six footers in, in grade four or five, you know, it, it was incredible. And, but the language and the culture was, is a, was a big blend then. And, and that's, that really helped. And, and art, all the, all that, and music too. When I was, uh, started my music, career was playing Irish jigs, you know, for dancing. You know? Wow. And, uh, yeah, so my early training was a rhythm guitar player for a fiddle player, and uh, we'd play parties and, and uh, yeah, eight years old. And that was my, that was my early, early life uh, experiences. Because back then, you were if you were eight years old and lived like anywhere in the country, uh, you were uh, like considered an adult, you know, because you, you had the strength, right. you know, that's why those big farm guys ended up being big you know, football players, you know, because they start real early when you're, when you're a kid, you know, wow. and that was a good, good, there's all, all sorts of really good things that happened, you know, in, in my life growing up that allowed that gave me the stamina, you know, to uh, to do what we did, you know. And same as Cheech. Cheech had the same upbringing. You know, Cheech's uh, dad was a LAPD, mm -hmm. but he was Mexican, so he, he they, they laid patio on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> he had to. It was part of being a Mexican. <laughs> so, so, so Cheech was, you know, eight years old, even laying patio, you know, carrying cement and all that shit, you know, and that, <clears throat> and then Cheech became a, a potter and, and he went to Canada to uh, get out of the draft and he went right up to this world renowned potter and there being Mexican, he got a job <laughs> carrying the, the potting cement around. <laughs> <laughs> and cutting wood and, and, it was, and throwing pots after he did all his work in the daytime. <laughs> no, Cheech's life, man. And then he grew up, he, he moved right next to me where I grew up in Calgary. Right the, the, the town, you know, where we used to go for weekends, you know, vacations. You know. Yeah. Uh, so serendipity. Wow. Was there a question in there somewhere? I <laughs> uh, so Dal is asking, uh, what music have you been listening to? Any recommendations? And what thanks music for I've been listening to? Any recommendations? Yeah, and he, he wants to thank for uh, thank you for the memories of chilling with his uh, friends, laughing at your movies. Oh, I personally, you know, I'm a jazz guy. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what they're what the hell they're doing. You know, uh, no, I love jazz and I love uh, I love music. I love everything. You know, I'm not fanatical about it. You know, like some people, they have to have it playing all the time. Uh, I wasn't like that. Uh, but actually, you know, what I was doing when I was getting an Uber or Lyft, I'd say ask the drivers what music they liked, and uh, I I did a little study when I was doing it. You know. A lot of Eastern, you know, Middle East music. And uh, and then I turned them on to jazz. I turned them all on to jazz. And they, they, yeah, they got, they cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, if I got to listen to anything, it'll be jazz. 
It'll so be jazz. To all you Uber drivers, if Mr. Chong reaches out for an Uber, you best be playing <laughs> jazz. Saying. If he says, what kind of music do you like? It's jazz. It will, it, it will reflect in your tip. I asked, I asked them. Right. That, that's, that's cool. I, I love Uber and Lyft because uh, you, you get so intelligent people driving you. A lot of teachers, you know, school teachers. And, uh, and yeah, I had a, uh, she was a math, math teacher. Yeah. And we, we had a, I learned, I learned a lot about math, <laughs> you know, the history. So uh, I know there was a couple other questions that I saw pop up in there, Leo. Yeah. Jeremy's asking, is there anyone you still want to work with that you haven't had a chance to? Yeah, there, there was. I'm trying to think of who it was. It was like, oh man, he'd be perfect in a Cheech and Chong movie. God, I can't think of who it was. That's the way my memory is nowadays. <laughs> It'll come eventually. It'll come to him. So, yeah, Pops yeah. fans, circle it around. Yeah, Pops fans aunt actually had a question too. That was a couple before. Uh, I think it was right before that. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Right above Jeremy's. Uh, who yeah. Wrote, uh, who wrote the Jan, uh, John Hancock building skit? John Hancock. Well, Chichner wrote it all. We we happen <laughs> we happen to be uh, facing it in our hotel, <laughs> looking out as we were recording, because uh, when we signed up with Lou Adler, uh, he, he was our, the recorder, the guy that owned the record company. He would send crews out to wherever we were. And and uh, with the tape recorder, and we would sit and record. And so we're sitting there looking at the John Hancock building. I, it was a combination. I'm not sure who started it, but it was like a. It's when we do the uh, <laughs> the uh, advertising for uh, jumping off the Hancock building. <laughs> uh, uh, easy diving boards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> such okay. sick humor it was sick, sick very humor. sick humor but it made us laugh you know if it was sick enough to make us laugh then, then we would share it with the world which would make us laugh yeah right? yeah so yeah. it worked oh my god yeah. i loved it i loved the fact that we made catholics uh, you know call their, their Teacher Sister Mary Elephant. I can hear it in my ear right now. The screaming right. of class. <laughs> class, class. See what we did. My my kids, my older daughters, they were teens uh, when we did the records, and they were in school, and so uh, uh, both of them would contribute yeah. unknowingly. You know, they would tell me something that would resonate. And Cheech has got such a great memory, and he remembers his childhood. And his childhood was so funny. It was, it was like sitcom gold, you know. Right. And uh, and that's really what Up and Smoke was, you know, Cheech's part. You know, it was it was, it was definitely uh, gold. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, it was all of them. It wasn't just that. It was I think it was every single one of the movies that you guys did. Yeah. Had something unique about it. Yep. That just it connected with so many people. 
Yeah, I, I was definitely one of them. And I, I, yeah, I was probably heavy, heavily medicated at the time when I watched it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that really helped. It wasn't oh yeah, but but it, but it definitely helped. It well, I was able to follow the story better. <laughs> right. It made more sense. Right. <laughs> so I know I saw another one that was back here uh, from Super Retro somewhere, Leo. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're, we're getting close to that time, so I want to make sure that. Yep. Uh, did you have a hard time coming up with the concept of Cheech and Chong mobile game? Uh, the mobile games. Well, uh, we haven't come up with any concept. At least uh, I haven't. Bud Farm. You have one. The Bud Farm. Yeah. That's a mobile <laughs> game. It's a farm. How can it be mobile? <laughs> oh, we're killing it. <laughs> That's my son telling me, but I don't know. <laughs> and that's his job anyway. My job is to get high and be funny. Right? <laughs> you do that well. <laughs> you remember all the other shit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we've got a mobile game, the Bud Farm, Teach Chung Bud Farm. And uh, yeah, that was fun. He's like, you you have a mobile game. I love it. You got anything in the works now? Are you working on anything new now? Always, uh, but nothing of that caliber, you know. There's a, a documentary that's uh, being fine-tuned as we talk. And uh, and then we got a few uh, paths that we're going to wander down and, and see... Uh, see what's there you know i've got some ideas but i'm not going to uh yeah well i'm not going to until they get closer to uh you know reality you just gotta be careful now oh yeah you you do yeah uh you know you get ripped off just thinking about shit (laughs) yeah hey i was thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) wait that was my idea i thought about it earlier Yeah, yeah, I had that idea. Well, I'll tell you, I had a, an electric bike. Uh, it was, uh, I guess it was around 81, uh, 80, 81, around there. Uh, I had a friend uh, whose dad was an inventor, and uh, he built one for me. It was a uh, uh, tricycle, you know, and uh, <laughs> big-ass uh, battery in the back where the, you carry shit <laughs> big ass battery <laughs> and it hooked it up and boom it, it worked but uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, but you can't do two things at once right you know a double-minded man is not stable in his ways that's okay, a biblical quote oh. and so uh, my my I've, I've had a, quite a few failures, but they were like more than failures. They were feeble attempts. <laughs> so, right. but it was something that I had to try to do, you know, uh, while I was doing what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, failures are good. Yeah. You learn you, something from them. You have to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Failures yeah. are growth food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know we are coming up on time. Last question yep. I have for you on my side, and, and I think this is just 
absolutely fabulous. Uh, I read that you, you said uh, inside that you're not old. Uh, you know, you're only as old as you feel. And uh, you also, uh, you still go to the skateboard shop to buy your clothes? Is that true? Well, there's no skateboard shops now to, to talk with. But I, but definitely, uh, you know, I go, oh, I go to dispensaries now. And and they give me they give me clothes. <laughs> I don't have to buy shit. People just give it to me. And uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and you're old. It depends. It depends on your mind. You know, uh, you are, you are really. That's why you got to keep your mind uh, filled with really nice thoughts. You know, because your mind is is almost like a garden. You know, you got to put the right amount of care and tender, loving care, and the right kind of minerals in it to to keep it to keep it uh, flexible and, and growing. You know, mm -hmm. eager, fed, fed with That's good where things. That's THC and CBD come in. Well, as long as you mix it with good literature and you know good mm -hmm. art, you know good music, you know don't waste it. Don't waste the time. Don't waste the high. First of all, don't waste the high in being miserable. Right. You know, you know, because you have the ability, we all have the ability to change our mind, you know, and if you start going down a, a path that where, you know, it's going to be miserable, get off that path. And the way you do it, you go, oh, look, like you do little kids, you know, you want to distract and say, oh, look what I got over here. Well, do oh, that with squirrel. your mind, you know, say, oh, well, look at her. She's kind of cute. <laughs> you know, you know, get, get your mind on other, other good things. And then. Uh, uh, time will go by, and next thing you know, it's tomorrow. Well, the next day, right? No, you gotta have tomorrow first. <laughs> it wow. can never be the next day. So, uh, you said the documentary is coming out soon. The documentary it will pop out probably right after we get our. Uh, the we're at the stock exchange you know we we go, we go public with cheech and chong oh okay and, all right cool. and and that's what that's in the works now all right and, nice. when, and when we do that then you'll find both cheech and i at the airplane shows buying our new, new jets and uh, at the boat shows you know making a bid on whose uh, yacht's bigger than you know cheech cheech will always try to get a bigger yacht than me but i'll always you know i'll always beat him because i'll i'll go the sail route and you can always get longer sales <laughs> <laughs> wow this has been such a pleasure and an honor to have you sit with a chat with us a lot of fun man it's a lot oh, of I fun if, I, if I wasn't doing this i'd be probably doing something else yeah <laughs> i know i know there's a lot of people watching and a lot of people that wanted to know more about other things that happened in your life but they can go listen to any other broadcast or podcast show and, and learn about that part of life yeah well we also didn't want to ask questions that have been asked a million times before you know it's just right. uh you did good you did really good you're all kind of new questions uh you know uh i i crack up at the the ones that that listened to me at one podcast and then <laughs> write down almost the exact <laughs> stuff <laughs> that they just heard and then asked me 
again. And and it's almost like a test. Do they want to hear the same thing, or am I going to change it up a bit? You know. <laughs> <laughs> or do I play that? Like, and now Cheech and I are doing uh, shows together. You know, and, <laughs> right. and Cheech and I uh, forever uh, would communicate through the press. You know, whenever we did a, a meeting like this here, then that was usually the only time Cheech and I talked to each other. You know, and, and so we would visit, have a little visit. And we were doing that and having our little visit. It was great. It was all all good. And our 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 thing. What 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 sold out Paris? NFTs. Our NFTs sold out. We were on earlier today and they sold oh, out. Wow. Yeah, How many actually, did they sell? Uh, over ten thousand. Over ten thousand. Wow! NFTs. Congratulations. Wow. But I can't. But I can't talk about the money. No. We don't. We never talk about money. Or politics or religion. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring, you know, when you said that, my, my first thought was, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, okay, you know, because I talk en enough about that crap in, in other areas, you know, so, so I like, I like the show. This is a fun show. This is good. Well, we want to thank you. Uh, so, Leo, I know you got stuff to do. We are on that time we were a little past that time so yeah. why don't you wrap uh wrap this thing up for everybody huh? totally uh, totally totally can, uh, I lead, I, can i leave now if you if you want to yeah okay bye bye <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome dude oh that was so i actually i had one other quick question for him but that's uh yeah <laughs> Sucks I, to be you. No, no, no. I know. I, <laughs> I, I tried not to. You know, this this is your guys' show. I didn't want to. You know, it's it's a, it's 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 a team effort. I know it's, I know it's a team effort, but I want right. to make sure I didn't. You know. Right. Yes, thank I, you, thank I'm going to wrap things up. There. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. This is an amazing show. If you missed any of it, definitely. You know, head on over to uh, uh, the Facebook page or YouTube page. You can catch the rewind right there. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. But I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got about 40 shows on the network. There's a ton of awesome people doing a, a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, we just launched Dead Dork Radio. You can find out more in the show notes up above or down below. Uh, and uh, Benjamin, well, actually, no, we do Jeff. Jeffrey. Well, you see, you're all screwed up because the guest left. I know. Yeah. So yeah. basically what you do is you say, as far as the guest, you can check the show notes up above or down below or wherever the hell they might be where you may be. Um, and that's how he interacts with his fans because that's how we got the notes. Yeah. Back to you. Jeffrey. Jeff. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that show. I know I did. Uh, you know, when you, when you get a guy like that and you let him talk what he wants to talk, that's how it works. And I had such a ball. Look that's us up, makes... stilltoken.com, yep. um, Facebook, Token with the Dead. I don't know the other ones, but there's links all over the place that so you can find us. Right, right. And I'm going to say the same thing as Jeff. You know, we could have touched on so many other aspects you know from being imprisoned for cannabis and a lot of things to do with cannabis but he does get those questions on a regular basis um so they're on a ton of other podcasts if, if that's really what you want to know um i think this was a blast you know 
having him here. But to all our veterans and first responders, thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. We'll be back on Wednesday night with CJ Ramon. CJ Ramon. Yep. So oh, we're uh, doing another show this week. Next week. No, next week. Oh, next week. Okay. Holy! Did you see? Did you see him bug out, ladies and gentlemen? He was like, "Wait, what? Wait, no!" Next week. We're gonna tell you about that tomorrow, Leo. Ten minutes okay. before showtime. Yeah. <laughs> Stay safe. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. So come on, come on. Hey. 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 Hey.